Welcome to Consultation Room 24. I'm Dr. Kirk Lane, your host. Dr. Bantel? Good morning, Dr. Lane. Nice to see you today. It's great to see you. It's great to have you back. Actually, we recorded previously back in the fall, I think. It was in the summer, but yeah. (laughs) It was in the summer. I'm sorry. Okay, so it's been a while, but we've previously recorded uh, I was I was kind of a rookie then and made some rookie errors and so made the decision to redo this episode to make you shine. So Consultation Room 24 is brought to you by the Crone Clinic, our family caring for yours. So Stephanie, tell me, if you took two weeks off, what would we find you doing? You would never find me. I'd be in Connecticut. Ah, Okay. What are you doing in Connecticut? My husband's family lives in Connecticut. So if I get a good chunk of time off, we're traveling over there to be with them. So I'd have to actually fly to Connecticut to find you. Yep. Good luck. All right. Are you on the beach? No, the beaches are not very warm in Connecticut. Oh, really? You don't even like to walk them with a sweater? Nope. (laughs) No. What do you guys do out there? We spend a lot of time with the grandparents and the cousins because we only get to see them maybe once a year. We didn't get to see them at all this year of corona. Wow. Okay. And activities like hiking, biking, stuff like that out there? Yep. We might set up a tent and camp in the yard. We might go to some of the museums if they're open again. (laughs) Um, But mostly it's just um, hanging out with his sister and her children so that our boys get to spend time with their cousins and remember who they are. Now, tell me about your husband, Adam. He actually is a stay-at-home father right now. He had his undergraduate degree in biomedical engineering, but when he graduated, he didn't No one knew what that was or what they did, so he didn't get a job in that field. So he went on to become a high school math and science teacher. Okay. How long did he do that? He did that during the two and a half years that I was in New York for my medical school rotations, and he did that for a year while I was in medical school away in Connecticut. So he was in Connecticut while I was all the way down in the West Indies on the island of Dominica. Wow. That's that's where you were training. Correct. Okay. So tell me, where did you grow up? I grew up in Waterloo, Wisconsin, which is about two and a half hours south of here. Interesting. What did your folks do? My mother actually has always been a factory worker. Okay. Interesting. What kind of a factory your mom work in? Initially, it was a company that made magazines and like newspaper flyers. So it was a printing press shop, and it was very large. It was probably the number one employer for our town while it was there. And then, unfortunately, while I was in college, it shut down. And so she became a worker at one of the Walgreens supply distribution centers uh, in Madison, Wisconsin. Wow. Now, Waterloo is known for a couple of things. You want to talk about that? Sure. So if anyone is a bicycle enthusiast, you may have heard of Trek Bicycles. Trek Bicycle has a plant in Waterloo, Wisconsin. Started there, right? Correct. And so most people who pay homage to the Trek Bicycles will go there. And I don't know about the year of Corona, but 
typically about once a year they have a bicycling race that goes there around town and usually starts and stops there at the factory. Wow. Have you seen it? Yeah. Because my mother's home is basically across the graveyard from the plant. And so it's strange to see a bunch of people on bicycles, you know, coming down my road, which is usually a dead end road up to the cemetery. But then at that point, they have, you know, made almost like a dirt bike track from the plant into the, you know, the open grassy area back there. So it's like, wow, what are all these people doing? Why is there traffic in this little town of 3000 people? Sure. Are you a cyclist? I am not. You are not. Okay. What else is Waterloo known for? We also have Van Holten pickles. Van Holten pickles. Yes. So if you have been in a gas station and seen those large, individually packaged Big Mama pickles, those are made in Waterloo, Wisconsin at the Van Holten factory. You like them? I do, especially the spicy one. Ah, okay. Maybe I'll have to actually go into a gas station and try one of those sometime. Do you see them around here? I have, yeah. Okay. You have siblings? I do. I have an older brother and a younger brother. Tell me about your older brother. He's two years my senior. He is a troublemaker. He's the troublemaker. He's the troublemaker. What's his name? Nathan. Nathan, you're a troublemaker. He is. Tell me about that. Let's let's bring out the dirt on Nathan. I don't know if he'd appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know him, so it's okay. <laughs> um. No, Nathan was the oldest, so he got to get into trouble with everything first, and so we got to learn from him and his mistakes. Great. So uh, he was also, though, you know, popular in high school. So I think that's where some of the trouble comes in. You're popular. You go to all the parties. Maybe you drink underage. Uh-oh. Um, and you get into, you know, trouble. Maybe you have a baby at age 18. But wow. I love my nephew, Austin. My nephew, Austin, is amazing. Okay. So what's Nathan up to these days? Nathan is staying at home with my mom. Unfortunately, he had some medical issues that have put him on disability, and so he's no longer working. Um, He did work for many years in the local plant nursery. So we have a very large um, farming community out in Waterloo, and there's a very large nursery called McKay Nursery. And he worked for many years with them and was starting to move up the ladder when, you know, things happened with his health that have prevented him from continuing. Oh, no. How about your other sibling? Eric works in construction, and he does a very good job of that, evidently. He's worked for a few companies over the years, and he is never wanting for work. Wow. So he's always a very busy young man. He has a child of his own and actually is also sort of the father to his um girlfriend's other children and so he's got quite a little family out there and he's got a little farm et and they have raised pigs occasionally to keep for themselves and put in the freezer okay and they like to come up here actually to hike and camp and so i do get to see them once in a while up here in black river falls wow do they live in waterloo they live outside of waterloo yes outside of waterloo so tell me about your kids My children, Dante is eight years old now, and Declan is five years old now. They were a little younger when we did this recording the first time. Okay. Um, They are in school, and they are doing great. They're doing the in-person schooling. We've chosen to go ahead and send them in. 
and they are just so full of energy. Thankfully, you know, even with COVID preventing them from going outside with all their friends, we got the Nintendo Switch Ring Fit. And they will play for hours with that ring fit and they will be sweating and they'll be red and flushed, but they enjoy it so much. I don't get enough time with the ring fit myself. Okay. You like games as well. I like games that require some activity and thinking. Okay. So that's why I like the ring fit. I liked Dance Dance Revolution when that was a big thing. Sure. Yeah. We actually uh, enjoyed Dance Dance Revolution at our house as well. So... There's got to be a lot of challenges to being a mom and at the same time making a big commitment to your career. You're somebody that I'm not going to say is always available, but almost always available. It'd be pretty rare that I would call you and you wouldn't say, sure, Kirk, I'll come in. How do you, how do, you do that? What's the secret sauce besides Adam being your sidekick and... And stay home, Dad. Well, that is the secret, though, to have, <laughs> to have one parent that can be there for the children no matter what else is going on. That's kind of my thing. Okay. But, so that is, Adam, your, name, your nickname is Secret Sauce from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Um, I would just say that, thankfully, right now, my children are at an age where there is not a lot of extracurricular activities to be going to. So right now I am very available. We don't go anywhere, especially this year. And so I am around almost all of the time. And when I am taking time from work, you know, a a day or two off for vacation, whatever, I still am available to the hospital should one of my OBs come in, unless I'm actually out of town, like in Connecticut. (laughs) Absolutely. If you're listening to this podcast and you want to let us know what challenges you face in balancing family and career, please comment on the Crone Clinic Facebook page. I really want to hear from you. And at the same time, please let us know how you think we're doing with this podcast. Are there other topics you would like to hear about? Who would you like me to interview next? Let me know. So, Family medicine, what was the draw for you? In my small town, we had a clinic, and I remember going to my doctor there, and he was a family doctor that really did full-spectrum medicine. He, you know, took care of us at our regular visits. He delivered us from my mom, evidently. I don't remember that, of course. He did her gallbladder surgery. He, He was everything around there. And so I really thought that was amazing, and I did an internship with him when I was in high school. They had periods of time where you could do an internship somewhere if you had the time to do that, and I did. And I thought that was a great way to help people. I think that's kind of the biggest draw for me throughout my entire life is I've always had this urge to help people. And I thought that was one fantastic way that I could do that. Not everyone is built to do that kind of work. And I thought, I can do this. Sure. What's that doc's name? Oh, Dr. Effenhauser. Dr. Effenhauser. Is he still in practice? No, he was old when I was little. Okay. So what's what's happened to Dr. Effenhauser? He died. Oh, no. 
So, but that's kind of your your hero. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, a doctor who did everything from colds and flus to gallbladder surgery. That is a really impressive family practice doctor. Mm-hmm. Very rare nowadays. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's kind of what you got, got you started, and you were drawn to family medicine from the very beginning. Yeah. Where'd you go to med school? I went to medical school at Ross University School of Medicine. That had its classrooms located on the island of Dominica in the West Indies Caribbean. But that was only the first 16 months of classroom studies. After that, all of your clinical rotations were done in various hospitals, most of which were in America. And so you got to kind of apply for where you want to do your rotations. And to make things easier, because I had gotten married a bit at that time, we did almost all of our rotations in New York City. There were several hospitals that I went to for the different rotations, and a few that I went to in Chicago. So you've done a lot of living in big cities, but here you are back in Black River Falls. I've never enjoyed living in large cities. As much as it is nice to have everything very available to you, I don't like the endless cement and the lack of greenery that you see in New York City for the most part. Not everyone can live next to Central Park. And so I've always liked smaller town living. Interesting. Tell me, what about undergraduate? Oh, I went to the University of New Orleans in New Orleans, Louisiana. It was kind of on a whim that this happened. I had already been accepted to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, And I was set to go there, but I had gotten this application in the mail, and I don't even know how I got it. But it was an application for the University of New Orleans. And I thought, huh, I'll fill this out and see what happens. Well, I happened to have good enough grades and and scores on my tests that they offered me a full four-year scholarship. Wow. And I just couldn't pass it up. As much as I wanted to stay close to my family, be in Madison, Wisconsin— I thought, well, that's going to be really expensive. And if I can go here and just work hard, I can get the same education but have no debt when I leave. Right. Absolutely. So UNO privateers? Privateers, yep. Okay. All right. Did you go to a lot of games and that kind of thing as a student? I really didn't. I didn't, unfortunately, take advantage of the college life. I was tied down at the time. Okay. Tied down to your studies. Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right. Do you have any hobbies? Not as much as I used to, no. I do still like to sew. So my children always have homemade Halloween costumes. I do like to cook and bake. And I think that my family usually likes that. Sometimes I make something that didn't go over too well. Things I like to try to do with my kids because it's available around here is I do like to ask Dr. Paul Zine and his family sometimes if we can go horseback riding with them. We all enjoy that. So I don't really have hobbies that I am dedicated to. So basically your life is Adam, the two boys, and Crone Clinic. Yes, that's a good summary. A good summary. Okay. So 
Another question I have for you would be, besides hobbies, do you have TV shows or movies you like to? Absolutely. So um, my husband finds things for us to watch, and uh, most of the time they're good things that I enjoy, and sometimes I have to leave him to it on his own. But most recently, I would say that NCIS has been a mainstay for us. We've watched that for many years. Gibbs. Oh, yes. Do you know rule number 37? I did not memorize the rules. Kirk, come on. (laughs) I don't know it either. I just tossed that out. (laughs) Okay, no, but I do love Leroy Jethro Gibbs. Fascinating. Yeah, we were we were into uh, NCIS at one point. It was a show that we could watch with our kids, and so yeah, we don't usually watch too much adult TV with the kids. We just never know what's going to pop up. Dead bodies, or no, I'm talking like older kids. Oh, oh no, I don't have any of those. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, what's your favorite part of the practice of medicine? My favorite part is actually prenatal care and delivering babies. I think that's the most exciting thing that I get to do because at the end of it, you get a new baby. Sure. So taking care of women, doing their prenatal care, doing their delivery, and then caring for mom and baby is really something you particularly enjoy. I do. And I didn't think that I would when I was going through medical school. Why is that? Well, when I went through my OBGYN rotations, I don't like to speak ill of people, but the head resident was really not a nice woman. Okay. And she made me really hate doing OBGYN. Okay. And so that was not even on my radar when I went to my residency program. Tell me about residency. Where did you go? I went to Janesville, Wisconsin, Mercy Medical. And so there is a unopposed medical program there for residents, and that means that there are no other residents. It's just family medicine residents. And so we do all of the surgeries with the docs. We do all of the OBGYN with the OBGYN doctors. We don't have OBGYN residents to compete with or surgical residents to compete with. So there I learned that actually, for the most part, OBGYN care is amazing and very interesting and very rewarding. And I thought, no, I do want to do this. Absolutely. You also do a lot of work with cervical cancer, correct? I do. More for the prevention of cervical cancer, really. But for women's health in general, yes, I see a lot of women, I think, They come to me more because I am a female doctor, and that makes them more comfortable. Right. Dr. Bantel, I want to thank you for being on this first part of the podcast. We're going to stop here, but when we come back, we're going to delve into the topic of cervical cancer. What is it? How do you get it? How can you prevent it? And how is it treated? Thank you again for being here for part one. Great chatting with you.